Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! Corpus Crispy. Yes, Danny Boy Reginald. Is that time of year? It is. It is that time of year. Welcome in. NFL week one is finally here, and we are excited to officially transition from the crappy baseball mode we've had in 2023 to full on football. Hey, Whoa. and you know what that calls for, Reg? You know what that calls for? Oh! <laughs> applause. Applause. Yes. Football yes. season is here. Let's go. Welcome it's in. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, welcome. Eighth inning, game 15, SIP. Football is here. We're so excited. Week one. Um, just an absolutely tremendous transition to a great time of year. You know, everyone loves football. Football is everyone's language in America. And, you know, there's just, we can say every good thing about it and we can't get tired of it because it's, it's our thing, you know, look, baseball, my favorite sport will always be basketball, my second favorite, but there's something about football that brings everybody together. Because what was it that Mike Francesco said one time? Baseball's so, our pastime. So, something about being being a passion of ours. Yeah. Football is our passion. Yeah. So, like, football is everyone's language, even for those are our non-sports fans that don't really dive deep into the conversations like me and Bill did. Um, football can speak to everybody. And it is truly just amazing that we have a sport that could literally unite everyone. And I'm just, it's just brilliant to have it back in our lives for the next few months. Uh, we will get to all the week one action. Um, Bill, your giant play on Sunday night against the Cowboys. Oh, I'm, I'm excited yet scared all at once. I have to once again do that dreaded wait until Monday night. So that. That's going to be uh, an awful long way. But I get to see the rest of the NFL slate, so I can't be too yeah. mad. Speaking of Mondays, you know, I just want to say, sorry we weren't here on Monday. We took off for Labor Day. So Yeah, and as we should. You know, Labor Day is, you know, a great holiday to chill out and uh, uh, truly honor the working men. And women. The working folks. Yeah. We love you, folks. Um, Meanwhile, we're eating hot dogs and burgers and drinking beer and soda and all that stuff. That's the American way, Reg. It's the American <laughs> way. God bless America. Uh, again, again, we will get to all the week one action uh, in just a bit. But we have to start off with Thursday Night Football. We previewed this on Gridiron. Um, by the way, that will be a Bill Murphy 
Danny Boy Reginald production moving forward. Um, yes, it will. And, so you uh, you have to put up with me two days in a row. Yep, and, and I'm totally cool with that. I, hey, he's totally cool with that. Ten. This is ten years in the making, man. You know we're, you know, ten yeah. years putting up with you. Like I can. He I, has put up with me for a decade. No problem. You think? Uh, bad? My good friend Justin, if you listen to shout out, I just did a Reddit podcast with him. He's known me for fifteen years. So fifteen years, God. Uh, I can't wait when that happens. Oh my goodness! And then he'll know me for twenty years. So, but anyway, um, <laughs> this is not about a biopic of everyone I've met in my entire existence. We will literally be here till next year. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. Last night, Thursday night football. Okay, okay. Can we all believe this? The Detroit Lions beat the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, they they spoiled the party. You know the the party was over. Um, you know, and uh, it was uh, not a good night for the Chiefs. Now the Chiefs. Um, just speaking on the Chiefs for a second because it's very important to analyze this. Um, people are going to go out and say that since the Chiefs don't have Chris Jones. But because the Chiefs didn't have Kelsey, that it just ruined the game plan and, you know, they were flustered, which is true. It is very true that the Chiefs didn't have their best players out there. Uh, you can say all you want about Patrick Mahomes being an MVP league and Super Bowl, all that stuff. You can say anything about him being the best quarterback and he can work with anything. The bottom line is he's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He can't just work with anybody and win games. We saw massive flaws out of Mahomes that night. And obviously it was a factor in the loss. So we have to acknowledge that. But we also have to acknowledge the fact that the Detroit Lions, while yes, there were many, many, many issues both sides of the ball with the Lions. And believe me, there were a lot of issues. They found a way to stop the Chiefs. Because the Chiefs, you know, like I said, they have Patrick Mahomes. He could find ways to win. But if you stop him and then you just cover the rest, I I, I don't see how this could be ignored and, you know, just, you know, brushed away as if the Lions win doesn't mean anything. Like, it's just, I think it's a little ridiculous to just downplay what the Lions did last night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because, no, that team came hungry. Yeah. And let me tell you, in the city, the peaceful city, the Lions were not sleeping tonight. Um, No, that team was hungry last night. That that offense was absolutely hung. That offense was hungry last night. Not uh, only were they hungry, but they want they they were determined to win that game. Like they really wanted the game more than the Chiefs did. And look, it, it, it's a different team. You can tell there's different vibes going on with that team. They want to play hard for Dan Campbell. Jared Goff looks more comfy. Even again, like I said, many issues with him, many issues with the offense, many issues with the defense. 
but you can tell they feel more comfortable and they look more ready to want to go out and dominate. And and listen, like we we got to talk about the Lions being good, but aside from Mahomes last night, it's like Kadaris Tooney, mm-hmm. ex Giant, by the way. Thank God he's not in that life anymore after that disgraceful performance. Yeah, he he and Sky Moore had crucial drops that really yes. big time. Um. Also, I mean, Valdez Scantling, he was easily the best receiver of the night. You know, he caught touchdown passes and everything. But, you know, I just think that, you know, not having the production from the running game, not having the production from the receiving game, um, the passing game, as we should probably say. And, look, overall, I think, you know, yes – the Chiefs didn't have their best players, but the Lions found ways to make sure the Chiefs didn't find ways to win. They basically beat them the game of chess. That that that's basically what it was, and I think we have to acknowledge and respect that something's brewing in Detroit. That you know, obviously, you know, probably will take a couple years to to really, really, really get together. Come together as I as I, as I should say. I can't speak today. My goodness, but you know we have to say something about this Detroit team because we there is no doubt in my mind this is a far better team, and let's just say like I think they can contend. Like they they are a team that could really 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 punch you in the gut, and the NFC North should be afraid. Very afraid because you know, I you know, because I've been saying this. Um, I think they are a favorite to win mm-hmm. the NFC North, and you know, because I had this debate with my brother, and he's like, No, I think the Vikings are. I'm like, I still have it as a toss up, but no, I think it's gonna be between Detroit and. Minnesota, because you know, a certain quarterback who wore number 12 mm-hmm. is no longer in that division anymore. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, you know, with the NFC North being Rodgers list, it's sort of like when there was another quarterback who wore number 12 when he left the <laughs> AFC East mm-hmm. and packed his swim trunks and went to South Beach. Um, you know, because up until then, because don't get at that point, it was Brady's division. Yeah. And then when Brady packed his swim trunks for Tampa, it became Buffalo's division. Yeah. You know, even though Minnesota last season won the NFC North, we are seeing the, we are seeing that, you know, I think even starting last year, I was like, hey, this isn't Aaron Rodgers' division anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think with Detroit, like, you know, do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year? No. I think there's issues that need to be resolved still. But I think I'm not taking this a night away from Detroit. I think they played a good game, and that game was awesome. 
and their fans should be excited. The fan base deserves this. You know, Detroit Lions fans have been, you know, just like Jet fans, they've been trashed. They've been uh, joked around, teased. And, you know, and look, after a while, and and I sympathize, it gets annoying. I, I get tired of the noise. I get really tired of that type of noise. So for the Lions to have a statement victory, and for the team to look like they're they're ready to go, that is the big thing. Now I there was a big turning point because remember the Chiefs had a lead in this game. They had a couple leads in this game. Yeah. Uh, the big turning point was that interception by Patrick Mahomes, which Brian Branch tur- took it. Yes. Went right off Tooney's hands. And then, again, that's another good point there. Again, uh, receiving was really bad uh, for the Chiefs last night. Um, And took it to the house, 50 yards for a touchdown. And that tied the game at 14. Now, keep in mind, the Lions didn't score again until that game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter. But um, that changed the tone of the game right there because you knew that this was not going to be a night where the Chiefs could sort of cruise their way to win it. Like, hey, if you remember at the end of Gridiron last night, we all thought this was going to be a Chiefs. Well, I thought it was going to be close. I, I thought it was going to be more of a high-scoring game. It turned out a very low-scoring game. Only they, The Lions only scored 21 points. Uh, but, no, look, I, I thought it would be close, and I had the Chiefs winning by one. Uh, but they ended up being the Lions won by uh by a point. And again, it it it's not surprising that the Lions won this game. I just thought the Chiefs would find a way, but it was the absolute opposite. The Chiefs couldn't find a way. And it was very obvious that, you know, maybe they're in disarray a little bit. You know, maybe not not saying anything. I'm I'm trying not to do overreactions because again, it's it is week one, and they're still the, everyone's going to try to find their footing after week one. But Andy Reid looked flustered trying to make these play calls. Mahomes, you know, when he didn't have his running game, basically he was the running back. Um, and when his wide receivers couldn't make any catches whatsoever, he had to put it all on his shoulders. And you know that's and don't get me, I love Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, everyone does. And, you know, that really shows that, you know, he is a team leader. But, you know, like what you said earlier, what you just said a couple minutes ago, he's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. And they were because, you know, okay, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this, but there was a time I briefly fell asleep on the couch watching the game. Okay. And then I woke up and... I remember when they were saying, like, when the Chiefs were getting that last drive, and they were saying, like, it, it they're now giving the ball to the MVP. Like, I was even thinking, Reg, I was even thinking, okay, Mahomes is going to throw this thing down the field, and one of two things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's going to go down the field and get a touchdown. He's going to go down the field give the ball to Butker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Buck is going to kick the game winning field goal. Cause yeah. Butker, 
He's kicking field goals for the Lord. He's yeah. kicking field goals. But anyone who doesn't know, Harrison Bucker is like a very devout Catholic, like Latin mass type Catholic. Uh, yeah. Reg, he's kicking field goals for the Lord. Yeah. He's doing it for the Lord. Um. Um. But anyway, but yeah, you're thinking Mahomes is either gonna get down the field, get a touchdown, you know, get a touchdown or fourth down. Okay, Harrison, kick the field goal. But that didn't happen. And like, listen, there are some people out there who are probably thinking, "Ooh, possible Super Bowl hangover." No, no, don't don't start thinking that just yet. Because, you know, we talked about that on Gridiron last night. I was, We were saying, do you think this is going to be a po- this could be a possible hangover year for the Chiefs? And Eric Ford was ready to rip my head off after saying that. Um, well, it's just a question. It's a fair question because this happened before. And, and like, listen, do I think it's going to be a hangover year? Listen, you got to look at it this way. Mahomes didn't have Kelsey. And, like, the way they're talking right now, Travis Kelsey is, oh, he's probably just going to be out for a week. But, you know, we brought this up last night on Gridiron. What if this is more than, what if this is for a more prolonged period of time? Then if that's the case, Kansas City's in trouble. Massive trouble. Massive and, trouble. And then now they're 0-1. So, you know, this is a crucial week two coming up. You know, we're first, and, and look, Everything about these next few weeks for Detroit, for Kansas City, I should say, um, is uh, it, it's a must. They're in must-win territory. Oh, absolutely. And if you don't have your best players playing, and I'm look, I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect, but I'm also trying to disrespect. <laughs> um, are you trying to disrespect or are you not trying to disrespect, Reg? Let's not, I, I don't know. I am doing my best to be as critical as possible, and I have to because I think the Chiefs are in a lot of trouble if they can't figure it out, and that, that's just the honest-to-God truth. Um, now, you mentioned that final drive that the Chiefs had. They had about over a minute to go. Yes. Um, and, of course, like you said, you know, Years pass, Chiefs would go down the field, these close games, either go for a touchdown, can't go for a touchdown, go for a game-winning field goal. That's been basically how they've operated. Drop passes, Tony, then you had false starts and um, you know, all that type of stuff, and it just ruined their drive. It, it ruined, ruined their drive, holding penalties. Uh, it... Ultimately, this Chiefs team was not ready to play. They were not. They, um, they obviously didn't expect Kelsey to be injured. They practiced all week with a game plan. They had to switch, you know, very quickly. And they were flustered. It showed. And the Lions, you know, look, for, for a while, the Lions were also not quite there. But they found a way. They figured it out. And they came away victorious. Good for Detroit. They're one and zero. They can relax a little bit. They have a long week ahead of them, so they have some time to rest and prepare for week two. And uh, that's going to be a, a huge one um, for 
both teams. It really is. So, yeah. So, and also you can't ignore the Chris Jones situation either. Yeah, you can't. And again, it's it's now looking good on their front. It's not like they're not even talking. At least, at least try to come to a deal. I mean, I don't know. All we can say is that he's been he's been watching basically from the sidelines. He was watching the like game last night, I believe, upstairs in a suite, from what I heard. Um, so he's around the team. Like he, you can tell he wants to be bad. But right now, it's just not looking good on that front. So Chiefs in disarray. Lions, they had a lot to clean up, but it's looking good for them so far. And if the, they can take that momentum to to the Seattle game, you know that that's going to be huge. That is going to be huge for them. And I'm excited for this Lions. They again, they deserve it. They, you know, for their hometown fans that suffered for a long time. They deserve this, and I'm glad that they're getting it. So, go see the that. guy who already has the Lion Super Bowl champion tattoo. <laughs> oh my God! The, the, I don't like when people do that. That's yeah, just there's no need. There's no need to jump the gun, people. It's just week one. But again, I don't want to take the excitement away because it is a big, it is a big win. You know, the first four weeks are huge in the NFL. People forget how big they are. So, like I said, it's week one, and um, one. and we have a lot more NFL to get to. It's a very, very, very exciting time if you are a football fan. Like I said, my Jets played the Buffalo Bills, Nate Moser's Buffalo Bills. Oh, you two are going to be going at it, aren't you? So, the, 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 we are going to watch the game. On Monday, we're gonna we're planning to go out for it, uh, and um, yeah, to so go to that like that one time when you guys went to the Bills bar. Yeah, oh yeah, that that was that was fun for me. And you're staring your Jets gear, and no, it's uh, and people, you know, the funny thing about that experience was that people just kept coming up to me who were non-Bills fans. They're like, I like Buffalo. And I'm just like, awesome. Were the Bills? Busting your chops, sir. Well, you had Bills fans busting my chops. Was it like the just? But you also had non-Bills fans, like the Gad or also non-Jet fans, but uh, you know, busting my chops too. They were, they were, you know, being uh very annoying about it. Reggie, was it the, was it the playful banter type busting your chops or get out of our bar type? Oh no! It, it was played. It was. It was not. It was. It was annoying, but it was played. It was not. I'm, I'm not offended. By you it. know what? It's like, listen. I have no problem if you bust people's chops about a team. Just don't be an ass about it. Well, they're not being asses. They were just being annoying. Being ass. Just. And, you know, it's not. It's not about being a, being an asshole or anything. It's, it's just annoying when you have to constantly hear, "Oh, well, screw the Jets." Oh, the Jets? What the hell? Like, go, go, Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, that's so, 
Uh, so are you guys going to the building? Way, it's, not, it's not Nate's fault, by the way. You know, it's uh, yeah, oh, everything is Nate's fault. <laughs> no, th that was not his fault. No, it's not his fault. We're just kidding. Nate, we're just kidding. It was my fault because I, I decided to go with him to a Bills bar. Um, are you guys going to the Bills bar on Monday night? No, I hope it. I hope it's not on Bills bar. If he, if he takes me to another Buffalo bar, like that would be, that would really make me upset. I'll be like, bro, like come on, like the, I need to be around Jet fans for once. So why don't you take him to a Jet bar and see what happens? You see, I don't want to do that either. I want to go to like a neutral place. <laughs> He took you to a Buffalo bar. You take him to a Jets bar. Let's... No, no, I, I'm more of the. And then you're even. <laughs> I'm more of the, you know, what was the saying? The two wrongs don't make a right type of thing. Or... In this situation, it kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Like... So we... Go ahead. I have a friend. His name is Kevin. Kevin, a.k.a. Zuki. Zuki, if you are listening to this, shout out to you, good buddy. And he's a Cowboys fan. Mm -hmm. And let's say, let's say I take him to a Giants bar to go watch the Giant Cowboys game. And then he takes me to a Cowboys bar to watch the other Giant Cowboys game. Yeah. What would you say to that? Would you say... Okay, two wrongs don't make a right. It would say, hey, you did it to him. He does it to you. Well, you, it's based on your personal preference. My preference is to not take him to a Jets bar. I, I just don't I just don't see it, how necessary it is. Like, if, if I want to go to a Jet bar, I'll go. I'm not going to drag my friend to a Jet bar because I... In, all um, his, in his Bills gear. Yeah, I, I don't want to... I, I mean, uh, and look, obviously, Nate, Nate, Nate's a big boy. He'll take yeah. it. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's afraid. Uh, but, you know, no, I, I just think that, you know, if, if we're going to watch, we should watch someplace that's more neutral. That's all it is. Like, listen, Zuki is one of the only Cowboy fans I would do it for. I would go to a Cowboys bar for. The rest I would ask to politely kick rocks. Because <laughs> I wouldn't want to sit in a Cowboys bar. In my Giants gear. Oh, no. You know what would be even worse, Reg? What? A Philly bar. Oh, I would not like that. Uh-uh. Because it's... Because I have always said... I would feel more safer going to Yank... Going to Fenway Park in my Yankee jersey than I would go going to Lincoln Financial Field in my Giant jersey. Yeah, no. I mean... And, you know, Philly fans... You know they're they're one of the greatest fan bases ever, you know, in sports history. You know they're they're great fans in Philadelphia, but the, you know, just as we think that you know Boston fans are mean, that New York fans are incredibly mean, Philly has to be the worst by by far. You know, I'm a hundred percent agree with you. It's like you know you what, know, and Boston fans. We're passionate. We are pa we're passionate about the Yankees and the Mets well, and the Jets. You see, all those all those East Coasters. We're we're very we're we're very very aggressive fan bases. Yeah, the Giants, the Jets, the Rangers, the Islanders. I'll even throw the Devils into this. The Knicks and the Nets and the oh. Bills. We got to throw the Bills in because they are a New York team. Um, and you know Boston passionate about the Red Sox, the Pats, the Celtics, and the Bruins. Like you know, we're passionate. But we're like, 
we bark, but our bark is worse than our bite. Okay. Our bark is worse than our bite. Fair enough. Billy will kill you. <laughs> it's an understatement. <laughs> Billy will rip you apart. Um, but yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, getting back, Jets and Bills. So, are you ready for Aaron Rodgers' debut? No, I'm not ready because I don't know. Um, I just don't know what to expect. Look, the, the, the Jets received a lot of hype this summer, they received the hype via the you know, the media going to training camp. There was a whole a whole ton of national media um, going to training camp and being with them. Hard knots, the anticipation and everything, Pat McAfee, all that stuff. Like, I just don't I, – I don't have a good feeling about it. Um, but, of course, you know, I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be in a Debbie Downer type of mood. The rest of the way, I just I have to be I have to remain positive about my team because ultimately I want them to win, and winning is what matters more to me um, than anything. So I have to be positive. I have to see it through, and I'm going to do that. But it doesn't come without concerns, and my concerns are haven't changed much. You know, look, Aaron Rodgers is a year older than he was last year, and He's All year old years, and look, he's years older than when he was drafted in 2004, 2005, whatever it was. Um, so look, the bottom line is he is an old guy. It, it doesn't mean that he's going to play bad. It just means that he's not going to be as effective as he used to be. And that is something that you just cannot ignore. He's not going to have great seasons anymore. Or if he does have a great season, maybe it's one great season. We're going to have this guy for at least two years. If I don't see a Super Bowl, that's wow. a big problem. But again, I'm not talking Super Bowl right now. I'm just talking about regular season, man. I need to see 12 wins at least and a division title. Bottom line. You know what? I'm going to say this. because If I don't say this, someone else won't. Um. You know who I think is could also be on thin ice this season besides Rodgers? Mm-hmm. I think Robert Sala can be on. Oh, well, I mean, and Sala. Here's the and thing I about, like Robert Sala. Robert Sala, look, he 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 to me, um, has not grown on me. He's one. He's too nice. He's very. He's a player's coach, and I know on hard knocks he acts like he's tough. No, he. He's a nice guy. You can tell he's a player's coach. He wants people to like him and everything. He has to prove to me that he could be a good coach, a very demanding coach. And, you know, while you can be best friends with your players, you also have to show some discipline when it's necessary. That's the issue that I had with Rex. He was too much of a player's guy and never showed enough discipline. And the result was years of Jets uh, with penalties and years of non-building of offenses and team and everything. You know, and 
eight and eight seasons, losing seasons. Like, you know, as much as I loved Rex and look, believe me, I have no, I have no issue with Rex, you know, at this point, I think he's one of the best coaches in my lifetime, at least. But he, he was too big on being, wanting to be liked. So it was a huge problem. And that's the thing I have with Salah and he's worse because he won't show any discipline whatsoever with these, with these players. Because you know what? It's like, you know, yeah, I, I'm going to say, like, either this season or more, most likely next season, because they got Rodgers for two years. This season. Because if you don't, at the very, very least, finish 500 or better. No. I don't want to hear that anymore. Playoffs. I'm just straight up being honest with you here, buddy. They have to win the division. I don't care what the Jets expectation and the Jets all of a sudden the Jets expectations keep changing. Oh well, maybe maybe they are more of a 10 and 17 than they are a 13 and 14. No, pretty good. Which is funny because the national media all all this whole offseason was like Aaron Rodgers, he comes to the Jets. Easily better Super Bowl contender. Now it's like, well, ten and seven is probably the, which I'm sick and tired of it. I, I must say, I'm getting a kick out of you doing I, that. I'm <laughs> sick and tired of it because clearly, and and this is what I mean when the Jets are being set up by people. The the media is setting the Jets up for failure because it was their idea to get Aaron Rodgers. And believe me, do not say that the Jets don't listen to this crap. The Jets always listen to what people have to say about them. So they were followers. They got Aaron Rodgers. They brought him to Florin Park, signing, or you know, they restructured his contract. After Dude, him. we knew this was going to happen. And now all of a sudden, the expectations are changing after the media forced the Jets to trade for Aaron Rodgers. That they be, we went from being Super Bowl contenders to now more wild card appearance, which is like ridiculous. So but- now I know that the media is setting them up because I know for a fact that if the Jets have a bad season or mediocre at best season, they're going to be painted as one of the worst franchises in America, uh, that they made a mistake trading for Rodgers and that they're, that, that you know, they they don't know what they're doing, that everyone should be fired. So this is, if this happens, this is clearly what the media wanted. And this is a setup and I'm sick and tired of, people trying to mess with us jet fans i'm sick and tired of it uh, no dude this was this was happening for a long time yeah. like the moment they hired nathaniel hackett uh-huh. i even remember the second they said jets have hired nathaniel hackett as their offensive coordinator i'm like oh oh they're <laughs> they're not even trying at this point they know they're getting aaron Rodgers. They're like, and then Jets sign Alan Lazard. I'm like, you know what? Chris Woody Johnson and um, who's the GM's name again? I forgot. Yeah, it's oh. a, Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas. I'm sorry, I forgot his name for a second. I'm sorry. Go on back. Joe Douglas, Chris Johnson, just tell us. Just, just, just say it. Just say it. Just say it. we're going for Aaron Rodgers. But there's no rush, Red. Remember? But the thing is, and 
bringing us back to Robert Sala. If the Jets don't, at the very least, finish 500 or better, I think if not this season, definitely next season, Sala's job might be at stake. Well, first of all, there's many factors to it. All right, let's hear it. You're saying 500. They have to have a winning season. I'm talking 10 and 7. I'm just saying, you finished two seasons below 500. If yeah, you I'm talking 500, you're gone. Done. 10 and 7 uh, for Salah to keep his job. That's the minimum for him to keep his job. But there's factors to it. It's not just about how many wins you get. It's also, you also have to show that you're a better coach. So you, one of the things that Robert Sala had a terrible time last year was his coat was um his time management. Time management was okay. Just, it was awful. It was really bad. Um, if you want to see how bad it was, the end of the Lions game, um, you should take a look at that and uh, see for yourself because his time management and the fact that he defended it for the longest time before finally admitting that he was in the wrong in the off season, um. Just, just goes to show you how incompetent of a coach he is. Um, but no, there's factors to it. Is he going to improve coaching-wise? And then, of course, the wins and you know how he handles all the Rodgers things, the excuses that he makes if the Jets keep losing, what's the excuse he's going to make and everything. Like There's so many different factors for him that I don't even know if going 10-7 and is going to be enough for him to keep his job. And if the let's say the Jets miss the playoffs, you know how disappointing it is that the Jets miss the playoffs and they have this all hype up a season. So there's a lot of factors to it for him to keep his job. You know what? I think at this point the Jets are becoming the new Bills. And let me tell you what I mean by I that. No, oh. I think the Jets are their own thing. What? The Jets are their own thing, which was worse than whatever Buffalo did in their past. No, because what I mean by that is the Bills, and I'll even say this for the Cowboys, too. They come in with all this hype every season. Like, the Cowboys are going to win the playoffs. Well, but here's losing the playoffs. But but here's the thing. Because these these Bills teams and the Cowboys in in recent years have at least built something where – Fans have massive expectations, and you know that the Bills are much better. You know that the Cowboys are much better. The Jets don't have expectations every year. This is like one of the very first years in a long time, probably about a decade, where the Jets actually have some big expectations to actually go out and win. So it's, it is it is very different on that end. And... I just, yeah, and, you know, and we kind of got off on something, and that is um, my fault there, dude. Um, What you were saying about the, what you were saying about um, Robert Sala, the players coach, and uh, Rex Ryan, um, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, with the Giants, how you had Joe Judge, who was a total hard ass. Mm -hmm. And was trying to be Mr. Tough Guy, but then you're looking at, and then you're looking at Brian Dable. Here's what I like about Brian Dable: he's a hard ass when he needs to be a hard ass, but he's the player's coach when he needs to be the player's coach. 
Yeah, so he's he he's look, he he obviously has a relationship with these players, but he also has to be a coach. We're not getting that with Robert Sauer. We're because not. I remember last year the first game of the season when after a bad drive by Daniel Jones, Brian Dable just ripped him a new one. Yeah. I'm like, that's what we need. We need but you know what it is? It's like the difference between someone like Brian Dable and say someone like Joe Judge. I think Dable was probably like, okay, here's what you do next time when you get out there. Here's what you do. I think Joe Judge would have just sat there and go, yeah. Like, and I think that's the, because I've had this issue with coaches. I have the problem that they're too extreme. They're either trying too hard to be a tyrant and trying too hard to be like, this is my, you know, my way or the highway. Like, you have all these Belichick wannabes. And, you know, I think he's the only one that that works for. Because that's him. But everyone is trying to be a Belichick wannabe. No one's trying to be like Belichick, but Belichick's his own. No, but just like that type of attitude, like, it's my way or the highway. And if you don't like it, the door's right there. Well, well it's, it's hard to be Belichick though. He's yeah. his own. He's in his own. <laughs> yeah, and there's a funny story about Belichick. Maybe we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> it's hilarious, but anyway, um, excuse me. But anyway, um, but yeah. So Bills, Jets. Sorry, we're going on like 50 different tangents here. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it's a big game. The Jets have to win. If they don't win, the season is over. I'm calling it right now. If they do not win this game, the season is over. You're talking about, even if it's a close loss for the Jets and, and Buffalo um, finds a way to hang on, you're talking about New York papers, media, radio, all that stuff, even national media. They're going to go off on the Jets and figure out what the hell is wrong with them they're going to talk they're going to find every single flaw so clearly it's going to mess them up if they lose this game so they have to win they have to win this has to be it doesn't have to be a clean game i'm not looking for clean because i know the jets have issues with the offensive line um defense looks pretty good from the from the preseason i like what the the defense has shown but the game doesn't have to be clean they just have to find ways to win we can clean up everything as the season goes. They have to win this game. They have to find a way to win. I would prefer an ass kicking, but it's the Buffalo Bills. Uh, so I'm not going to go that far. Win, and let's move on to week two with some sense of hope. The minute we lose that game, the season is over. They're going to be shot. I just know it. Yeah. I feel like the Giants need to win Sunday, but I don't think there's as much expectations on the Giants as there is on the Jets. But please, can we just beat Dallas? Please, I want to beat Dallas on Sunday night. So I think the Giants will win. And the reason why is because, again, I just think the Giants right now um, – not necessarily think I'm not saying that they're being 
overlooked and devalued. But I feel like no one's truly understanding what the Giants are building. Like, I truly think Ryan Dable is a great coach. I think Daniel Jones has taken massive strides. I still have a lot of concerns with Daniel Jones. I do too. And, and I, I do. I, I have a lot of concerns. I don't like the contract that he got. Oh, me I, neither. I think that's going to get to his head a little. And I think, I think whatever happened last season, I don't know if it's going to carry much into this season. I think you have to take it on a game by game basis here, Bill. But I do think they're going to beat the Cowboys. Um, they're at MetLife, if I'm assuming. They are. They're at MetLife. So home crowd's going to be into it. And I don't know. For whatever reason, I just never liked Dallas in week one. I never, I don't, I, I have a bad feeling about it. So. Because Dallas is always, again, it, it, they're like with, they're like Buffalo. They come in with this. <laughs> And then what happens? I know. It's just, oh my God. If I have to hear yes, that I'm going to smack someone. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, yeah, Zookie, I'm looking at you. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, buddy. Um, but yeah, so. No, I agree. I, I don't think they're being devalued, but I don't think people are understanding what's trying to be built. Yeah. Oh. And I, think, and I, I truly believe Dable has gotten better and better and better every week. His coaching style is something that shouldn't be um, – you shouldn't look past. And I feel like the players respond to him so well. Like, you notice, like, a culture change – when players respond to you well. Absolutely. I feel like that's Brian Dable. So that should obviously be a factor into the Giants' plan moving forward. So, um, But I am very concerned about Jones. Um, I think the offense, that they, they also have a lot of offensive line issues that they have to take care of. So, um, But yeah, I, I think the Giants are going to win that game. I, I have a good feeling about them. Yeah, so yeah, we're going so yeah, I, I'm starting to feel confident too. I think the Giants can pull this off. Yeah. So what other games are you looking forward to this week? Well, yeah. I, I I am very intrigued by Cincinnati Cleveland. Oh, I am too. That's gonna be and that's an early game. So that, that's a that's a game that I want to take a look at. No, Cincinnati Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns right now, we're talking about teams that are being devalued. I think the Browns, uh, they, they people don't really see their value right now. Um, that's a dangerous team. They have weapons. Deshaun Healthy, I think, is a major, major win for Cleveland. Um, but then at the same time, you're going to have Joe Burrow, who who's going to play. Anyone who says he's not going to play is, is, is crap. He's, he's playing. That's also a pretty good team in Cincy. So, which team from Ohio is going to pull off? I don't know. Uh, I think it'll be Cincinnati that wins that game, though. I, I think I, I like too, but I like know. Cincinnati. But Cleveland—that's going to be some good. That is going to be some good team. 
And, you know, I feel like the addition, because I, I really liked him as a Jet, but he was kind of a, a, a hard ass to deal with, really annoying. Elijah Moore, he's hungry for some big-time offensive reps at wide receiver. Like, he was hungry for Zach Wilson doing, and he just never got it with Wilson. So, you know, now that he has an actual quarterback, uh, it's 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 a big thing. It really is a big thing. Yeah, and you have you know, playmakers all all across their lineup. Defense. You know what I think needs need playmakers. Go ahead. Looked at Cleveland's defensive line. Yeah, like I said, they had playmakers on defense. So I think Burrow might be in trouble there. You know, Miles Garrett still exists, right? He does. <laughs> Miles Garrett still exists. Well, I'm just saying. Now another game that I'm looking at, and no, don't don't laugh at me here, but I feel like the Commanders because I'm in DC. Everyone's talking up the Commanders, sellout crowd, um, Arizona coming into town. I feel like for the Commanders, this is going to be huge for them because of the circumstances surrounding the team, new owner. Positive vibes from the franchise, fan base um, juiced up, ready to go. This is a very exciting time if you're a Washington football fan. This is probably the most excited they've been in a long time. And I feel like the the fan base deserves it. They're in a brand new era of the, the franchise. And... What better way to come away? You know, there are there are three known in the preseason. What better way to start off this new era with a win in front of your hometown crowd? You know what? I'm gonna be honest with this year. I think Ron Rivera might be on the hot seat. Well, I think so too. And and of course, it's not because Ron Rivera is a bad. He's not a bad coach. He's just expected about Ron Rivera last year. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with ownership with Snyder was going on. Yeah, it, it was just a bad – it was a poorly run team. Ron Rivera said, listen, to the players, don't think about it. Don't worry about it. You keep your heads on the field and keep your head in the game. Yeah. Look, I think Ron Rivera has done a great job with how he's handled it. His coaching hasn't been perfect, though. So that's why, uh, to me, he is on the hot seat. I don't know if the the – if Josh Harris's ownership group is fully committed to Ron Rivera, uh, I know that they're gonna they're certainly gonna evaluate him this season. So let's see. I want it to work out for Rivera. I I like him as a coach. He's a good coach, but he was dealt a bad hand, and his 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 coaching hasn't been that good of late. So there are some concerns, but you can take away those concerns by winning right now absolutely and look i think they have a good young quarterback in sam howell he's made great strides uh so far and look the team is confident they they obviously have to clean clean up things offensive end you know they, they got to make sure that you know the receiving core is intact offensive lines intact you're gonna have a lot of growing pains with a new quarterback so expect that the commanders are they're, 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 they seem to be going in the right direction, but it wouldn't surprise me if they have a losing season just because a lot of things are new. Like we don't we don't really know what's going to go what's going to happen, and 
look, I feel, but no, the, the team is looking, the brighter days are coming for this team. And the fan base should be very excited. I agree. And so Washington, brighter days are coming. You, you know what another team is, and this is one, and I actually said this last night on Gridiron. A team that I think is being very devalued right now, Houston. Yeah, okay. Because, you know, you have a new, because, like, I, you know what, I'm going to say this. I, I touched upon it a little last night on Gridiron, but I'll say it here. I think I think Lovey Smith got totally screwed last year. Because listen, there were people I, I think that this was totally a tank. Like there were other people that were interviewed before Lovey Smith that were who I would rather hire than Lovey Smith. And and listen, Houston get ownership is kind of not Snyder level, but but, you know, I think now with D'Amico Ryans as head coach, he could be great. He could be awful because, you know, there are coaches who are who make the transition from coordinators to head coach wonderfully, and there, and there are those who should just stay coordinators. We're looking at you, Josh McDaniels. We're looking at you. Um, you know what? I, for, for my long-lost family member, D'Amico Ryans, it's a joke, by the way. Um, but um, look, you have to give it a shot for for Ryan's. You have to because he's a good he's a good defensive coach. He's a great defensive mind, and I feel like him, you know, being on the staff of Shanahan in in San Francisco, and Shanahan has done a fantastic job with the 49ers. I think that is good enough for him to at least give it a shot in Houston. And to me, he is going to get – he's not going to be on a massive leash here because the team is young. They're up and coming. You know, they have C.J. Stroud as their quarterback. You know, he, he he's going to play this season. You're so a linebacker. So you're going to have – you're going to have a new coach, a new quarterback, and a very young team. There's going to be a lot of growth there. So I know, I know that this team is going to have a lot of issues, but they're going to grow so much because they're all learning. That's what it is. They're all learning. But you're learning with a good with a good um, coach, obviously defensive-minded, but good coach. And I think he's, he has good leadership qualities. I'm very, very, very excited to see D'Amico Ryans be head coach this season. I am too. Okay, so we got to talk about this briefly. We said this was going to be a quickie, but look what happens. Um, it happens. Two NFL stories I actually do want to touch upon real quickly. Mm-hmm. One, I think we have to discuss it. Joe Burrow. Five-year extension. $275 million with $219 million guaranteed. That's a massive deal. Um, he is now the highest paid player in NFL history. I mean, look, he got his payday. 
rightfully so. Look, the he has really done great things since he got to the NFL. Um, he's made it to the Super Bowl. He almost made it back to the Super Bowl. This guy has been a machine in Cincinnati. He's easily their best quarterback in a long time. And I feel like the league is better with him playing. Absolutely. It's so exciting to watch Joe Burrow. He deserves every 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 single penny of that contract because he earns, he's earned it. He really has earned it. Yes, and do you remember last night at the end of Gridiron, Mike was saying, Mike was saying, don't, was saying, wait till the end of the year to give him his extension, but look what happened. Well, no, I, I get it. I get why Rifkin said it. It's not necessarily a knock on Burrow. It's just you want to see where the season goes before you negotiating type of contract but it is very clear that the Bengals why they love Joe Burrow Joe Burrow loves it in Cincinnati and if there's mutual interest and you want to get a deal done and you're on you know you're on the same page in terms of finances why not why not get it done now so I think it was a smart decision you lock him up you know he's going to be a lifelong Bengal. Uh, look for right now, and you know you just play along with it. It's 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 going to be a wild ride for those two, for those for those two parties there. Bengals are going to have a good time with him. Joe Burrow loves him since now you can tell. Yeah, it's it's a good marriage. Yeah, and we wish him the best. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be great. Well, he's, he already is great. It, I think he's going to be even better. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Now, something a little funny that's going on. Go ahead. I don't know if you heard this, and we actually brought him up. Bill Belichick. Oh, no. And his girlfriend broke up. Funny. <laughs> You know what they say, Reg. What was the reason? Was it too serious? No, no, they didn't give a reason. But the executives, the New England executives are now concerned that Belichick and his girlfriend broke up. God, it has gotten so bad with the New England Patriots to a point where they're only worried about Bill Belichick and his outside life. Like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Like, who the hell cares? You know, who cares, dude? Quarterback situation. Mac Jones, who is meh. Yeah. And you're worried about you know what they say, Reg? They say that breaking up is hard to do. (laughs) Look, I think the Patriots, the they have done a complete 180. It is so, so, so amusing. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
no, the they they clearly don't have their priorities straight there. But you know what? It's they're they're another team where I wouldn't necessarily count them out just yet because of the history of Bill Belichick being just a a coach that could you know easily um, make things tough for teams like the Jets. But no, the, the Patriots are such a different franchise. They've been a completely different franchise ever since um, Tom Brady left. And it's it, it's no longer a secret. Like, this team is not as good as they used to be. Oh, what is it? Not a very – they're poorly run franchise, in my opinion. They're not running the franchise very well. And – it's it it shows it it shows and yeah, I think it's time for a rude awakening. And what is that rude awakening? Well, in my honest opinion, they need to have a really bad season and they need to move on from Bill Belichick. Are you, dude? That is a very bold statement. Now I'm not saying it's going to happen because again, Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time, arguably the greatest coach of all time. So, you know, you, you can't just say, well, they're going to absolutely stink this season. But I think they're due. They're due for a really bad season. Because they're concerned. Because they are concerned with the breakup that it's going to cloud his focus. They're due for a breakup. They're due for a bad season. The Patriots are due for a breakup with Bill Belichick. It's time. It is time because my because my thing was, you know, because I was hearing, I was reading some things like people were afraid that she knows things that he wasn't supposed to tell her. But I think those were just people talking on social media. I don't know if that really has any until until this lady actually does something. I don't care about that stuff. That say that Bill told her things that he she's not he's not supposed to tell her and that violated NDAs. Again, I don't know how much merit that has, but probably not. This is how irrelevant the Patriots have gotten. Okay, I don't want to say irrelevant, but it when it gets to the point where your big news is about Belichick's breakup, yeah, it's. You know you've hit rock bottom at this point. And, you know, I just breezed through another article saying there's friction between Belichick and Kraft going on. There's always been. That, that, that's not new. <laughs> because I think that even when Brady was there, Belichick wanted to not move on from Brady, but, you know, give Jimmy G a chance. And, you know, that they're – look, Bill – and Bob Kraft, they've they've been on opposite ends for a long time. They, they just haven't said it because the Patriots keep winning and winning and winning and winning. They just kept doing that. So it was just like, okay, well, as long as they keep winning, Tom Brady can have his friction with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick can have his friction with Bob Kraft. And, you know, everyone's all good in the hood. The they minute- don't hate each other, but it's all good. Yeah. The, the 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 second the second something goes wrong, you know, like clock's ticking. So, so yeah, so that's what's going on in uh Foxborough. Yep. 
And um, by the way, the New England Patriots, I believe they face the Dolphins um, this weekend. So no, Eagles. They face the Eagles. Okay, sorry. The Dolphins are facing who are the Dolphins facing? Dolphins are facing. Um, Hold on, I'll look right now. Miami's facing the Chargers. So Philly faces New England. They're in Foxborough. Miami will be in LA. Um, thanks for correcting me on that, though. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. So, um, so yeah, um, we win. Bill Belichick the best. Uh, we really do. Be tough. That's gonna be a tough team play against the Eagles. But again, you know, I'm just gonna say this about Belichick. He is one of the few coaches who could probably go out on his own terms. And he has he should. Because what have I always said? He goes, that man will die mm-hmm. before he quits or gets fired. Yeah, but the thing is, before he leaves, I want the Jets to absolutely murder the Patriots <laughs> both times. That would be like Christmas, wouldn't it? Please. Oh, it'd be more than Christmas. It'd be Christmas and birthday combined with Fourth of July. Like, come on now. It's that That would be like me if the Giants beat the Cowboys and the Eagles twice. But no, no, no. It's not just beating them. I want to kick their ass to Mars. That's where I want them to go. And you want to see that non-existent smile wiped off Belichick's face. Yeah, I, I want to see. I want. I don't want to see any more of that smirk. I want to. I, I want to see distress, anger, piss all over that dude's um, face. Because I'm sick and tired. Uh, okay, so Belichick, we're very sorry about your breakup, but um, in, in other news, we don't really care. We we we, we really don't. Um, week one in the NFL Sunday is the uh, full slate of games. Monday nighter, Bills Jets. Um, so stay tuned for all that. We will have a Sunday silent report. It's going to be live on the YouTube channel. So please uh, look into. Go that. watch it. Uh, we have a lot of our SIN crew coming in, so be ready for all that. Um, do we good? Exciting, Reggie. Exciting. It's football season. It's football season. Um, sportsnetwork.com is your place for everything sports. Uh, from our end, please support uh, this podcast, support our other podcasts, support our blogs and our vlogs, support our socials you name it, support it. And we appreciate it. We love you. Yep, go and don't forget to follow us on X. 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 Uh, search Sports City Podcast and the Sports City Network. Danny Boy Reginald, that's Bill Corpus Christy Murphy. And this is the eighth inning. We will see you for the ninth, where we will recap all things football. And we will be excited about it. Very excited about it. Well, oh. No. One of us will be. Some of us will, some of us won't. D- depending I, on I, if I, the Cowboys I, beat the Giants Sunday night. I am not having a good feeling about Monday. I'm you not. know what? It's like this meme that's been going around. 
It started last week. One more week until a football team determines my mood for the next four months. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, We love you. We appreciate you. We love all of you. You guys are awesome. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports Insanity Network.